On this week's episode of Their Product Control Podcast, we talk about our surprises and disappointments in the year of 2019 for video games. Plus, we have a little something special for you at the end as well. All that and more on this week's episode of Their Product Control Podcast. Let's get it going. <music> Welcome to Third Party Control Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse P.S. Libra with... Beto Esparza. And... Joe Ramirez. <laughs> Welcome back to another week of Third Party Control Podcast. And it's another special week. You know why, fellas? Why? Because we're going to be talking about some of the surprises of 2019 in gaming and some of the disappointments. Some of the things that made us grumpy glasses. Some of the things that made us go, I don't like it. Because it should be toasty. <laughs> so we're going to start off with some of the surprises. Now, surprises could be anything from games to things that happened to what have you in the world of gaming. So we'll start off with you, Bethel. What were some of the surprises for you in 2019? Uh, not a lot of surprises. No? I feel like not a lot of surprises. It's not a surprise, but... Yeah, Resident Evil was, like, exciting. I lo- I, I, it was a lot of fun. Just, even though I didn't finish the the uh, second story, the Claire story, uh-huh. it, was, um, it was spooky. Ooh. I loved it. Uh, especially coming out of like going from I mean I didn't play it right after but Resident Evil 7 came out last year and then playing this it was like it was it was it was fun seeing like a a, a good Resident Evil game uh-huh. <laughs> another good Resident Evil game yeah um, but yeah for me that was a, that was somewhat of a surprise how I mean it, I, I was still excited for it but just the amount of fun I had with it was 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 cool I'm surprised how much I played MLB The Show. Really? <laughs> I didn't think I was going to play it that much. I was excited to play it, and then, like, the more I played it, I was like, fuck. I just kept... I wouldn't stop. I couldn't stop. Was there any... Like, there's no way, really, to tell how many hours you spent on it. Don't, I don't even want to see how many hours <laughs> I played. What's the longest stretch for MLB The Show that you had from, like, the beginning to the end? What do you mean? Like, as in, like, maybe you were playing at 1 in the afternoon, and then you realized it was 12 at midnight. Uh, I don't know. I probably played, I don't know, like at 4 o'clock in the morning sometimes, not even realizing. Probably like four or five hours straight. <laughs> Joe's yeah. face. Joe's <laughs> Yeah. Because, I mean, I, w- I work late, so. Oh. But uh, I'm pretty sure I played it for, like, at least eight hours at a time sometimes. Yeah. Why do you join any surprises here? Um, I'm surprised that I no longer care about fighting games. <laughs> That's a big thing for me. That could have been disappointments. Huh? You don't want to put that as disappointments? Oh, okay. You can still put it in. No, 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 no. <laughs> that Wait, this is just disappointments? Or is no, this is surprises. Surprises? And then okay. disappointments is like... Right. Oh, you disappointed that I played it for that long? <laughs> yeah. <I'm disappointed>. <laughs> <laughs> um, surprises this year for me. Um, not many. 
Yeah, that's what I said. I was a year, just like it wasn't really a whole nothing. Lot of games, any news announcements? No, nothing that surprised you at all in twenty minutes. Shenmue finally coming out, dude. <laughs> well, that's surprising, I guess, in a way. That yeah, like a cool, good actually. surprise. Surprising that people actually paid that much money for uh, for it to be backed up by a major company. <laughs> Uh, that's very surprising yeah indeed very very surprising um trying to think of something that I hey sometimes you don't get surprised you don't have to have it yeah I agree there wasn't anything like mine wasn't really a surprise I was just like very like I just said that a bit. I, I, what feel, about I feel like there were more disappointments this year than there were what about like like indie games though? Like you were surprised by some indie games in uh, I guess you could say like I mean, it was surprising, like I, I the, the fact that I didn't know about it. But like after, um, or what do you call it? After party was not something that was on my radar at all. And then when I actually played it, I was like, "This is really cool," you know, like yeah. <clears throat> stuff like uh, like that's an example of one game. Um, yeah, because you played a good amount of indie games this year, no? Yeah, I, I did. I guess I, indie indie games. Was, You're I surprised you how how much indie games you played? That's just true. <laughs> surprising. Um, I just feel like sometimes you just want that shorter experience, that smaller, kind of just like that bite-sized. Yeah. In some cases, they're not really that small, but it just, I don't know, sometimes you just, when you play a lot of the, like the big releases after a while, you just, like you talked about uh, first-person shooters, it just all feels the same after a while. So you want some kind of a, like a palate cleanser, something different. Yeah. <coughs> and I feel like I, I got that out of uh, some of the indie games that were out there this year. Um yeah, like uh, compared to other years, just I can't really say like any any one game truly mm. surprised me, like crazy. Like I had some fun experiences, but nothing that was just like whoa, that just shocked Alan to me. Um, which is one of those. Like I said, it, for me, it was an off year. It, yeah. it, not that it was a bad year. Yeah, it was just an off year. You Mediocre know I mean? stuff. Yeah, kind of like that. Um, for mine, like surprised honestly. It came out of nowhere, and I picked it up, and it, it was good. It was a, a Plague's Tale Innocence. That was something I was really surprised with because it it wasn't – it didn't come from your AAA studios. It didn't come from your EAs or Activisions or – I'm not saying games have to come from them because we get other games from other developers, other uh, people that, you know, are like a Plague's Tale in a way, but – that one was just surprising with the storytelling, the gameplay, the the routes it took. Like, I kind of look at it like nowadays, like unless you follow video games, like we kind of know, oh, this is what's coming out in a couple of months or in a couple of years. You know, we're oh okay that that's gonna be a game we're looking forward to. We're reserving it, reprinting or whatever. We get it the day it releases. Kind of like a uh, uh, you know Pokemon or Legend of Zelda. Where a plague's tale is just like someone's like you got to try this, and yeah. then I up and just try it, and it's something I didn't know I wanted, but I got it. Yeah, because it's just it, we're just so accustomed to knowing. So disappointments. We're gonna go right to disappointments of twenty nineteen. Well, twenty nineteen, and Joe, I know you wanted to do something. You wanted to talk about something. What were your disappointments of twenty nineteen? Um. You know, unfortunately, this was the year that I felt like there was a lot of those. Um, I'm disappointed that I'm not, I'm not very 
I've kind of like my love for fighting games has died. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I I understand. And you know, I feel like like not to just put it on one game, but I think a lot of it for me was Street Fighter Five. Like when it was released a few years ago, I just kind of was so excited for that. And then when it came out, I was just you know I was very bummed by what I what was released. I felt, it felt was like, like a, a lazy subpar, game, a subpar release to start. I think it's it, it seems like it's really good now. Yeah, but. It just started, and it wasn't the game that started it, but it was, it's just, it started a continuing trend of, like, laziness in, you know, un, well, like, kind of, like, unfinished releases, you know? Well, Capcom themselves had already kind of started that with, like, a Street Fighter Cross Tekken, how, like, how bad it was with that, the hitting characters, like, so like, like this the, was a hidden, full-on, like, in the disc like, like, where you were, like, almost felt like, this is not a complete game. Yeah. And, and it, and it, it's, they're not the only ones to do it, you know what I mean? As time has gone on, it's become more of the norm. It's, and it's, it's disappointing a, to see that. It's affected fighting games in a way where you have these titles like this year. We were talking about it last episode. Mortal Kombat 11, Samurai Showdown. You hear great things, especially Samurai Showdown, and then <coughs> it's not talked about anymore. It's yeah. done. The only fighting title that's done it well is Super Smash Brothers. Mm-hmm. Oh. Because of their... their the the you even have Street Fighter doing this, Samurai Showdown, even Mortal Kombat. Here are special characters, but it gets nowhere, nowhere at all, as big of like a, a, a as a reaction as anything else. Smash yeah. Brothers just is, does it well, even with a uh, Dragon Ball Fighters. Dragon Ball Fighters has the characters, they get announced, but it's like few and far between. Smash Brothers is the only fighting game that has people's attention. The trickle feed season passes of Street Fighter, Samurai Showdown, Mortal Kombat. It's like, oh, cool. Uh, the Terminator's in here. Arnold Schwarzenegger. But, you know, you see more of a reaction for Banjo, Terry Bogard, Dragon Quest hero character, you know, uh, Joker from Persona. And even with that, like, you bringing up Street Fighter... It was just announced Championship Edition coming out next year, which will have everything, even all the costumes. And it kind of shows you, like, as a fighting game fan, what's the point of starting early? What's the Mm -hmm. point of buying anything in the beginning when I could just wait? Like, I would have been satisfied paying $30 next year if I never bought Street Fighter and get everything. And the costumes. Mm -hmm. Because the costumes, you have to pay anywhere from 10 bucks each set that comes out. You know? And so Mortal like, Kombat used to go through that, you know? Yeah, game of the Year Edition. Warner Brothers does Game of the Year Editions all the time. The complete edition with mm-hmm. a K. It's true. I mean, it just... It sucks um, that it, it's come to that. Like, I feel like that. Um, it, it, you know, it just... <clears throat> and I'm not trying to just... Like, I'm not specifically just blaming Street Fighter, but I mean, it is one of those games that just kind of started my disillusionment with, you know that way of releasing games or that way of doing things mm-hmm. um, and you say too like the reason they do that is because they know they can because the game is going to come out no matter what and they know that people are going to want to play competitively and they will buy it in whatever state that it's in because if they're going to be a competitive gamer they need to have it so you know they're at a they're in a position where they can do that but um, I think they're also in a position where not in a position but as in they can't cater to the fighting community. 
And where, but where they Smash, did. But where Smash mm-hmm. Brothers, they did. And I don't think <laughs> that fighting right. community, their fighting community isn't going to be, they need to get everybody. Yeah. And that's where Smash succeeds is because you're getting your casuals and you're getting your pros. Yeah. Like, and like you're saying, like, and also like the over the top nature of, Smash, where you got all of these things in one package. It felt like a complete package. It felt like a deal. It felt like almost like a steal. You're still paying $60, but it feels like, wow, look at all the stuff I'm getting out of this game. You know what I mean? And it's disappointing, you know, when... And it's disappointing, and it also sucks for games like Mortal Kombat, where, like, it's actually... Like, when you look at Mortal Kombat when it was released, granted, yes, there's going to be a combat pack with fighters and all that extra bonus stuff, but it was a complete game. You know what I mean? Like, Mortal Kombat was a complete game. Yeah. Granted, it's got its own issues, you know, microtransactions like any um, Warner Brothers game, but, you know, like for me, it's still like there was that lingering feel of just like, eh. I didn't want to. I just didn't want to. Like, I just didn't want to be a part of, like, I just want to play it. It just led me to not really care for fighting games right now. that again most of my disappointments are like typical things that we always see um microtrans like all of this did the industry bullshit man microtransactions unfinished games which goes beyond fighting games it's the other stuff um anthem is a prime example of you know things going wrong taking good games and just putting a lot of bullshit behind them um you know it's it's again it's this year i feel like it was more and a lot of, like, Fallout 76, prime example. Like, just the way you treat the, the people, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you're, you're... It's like, they're really, like, oh, they're going to pay for it anyway. Exactly. That mentality that that the publishers have, it's just, it's shitty. You know what I mean? It's, uh, it doesn't foster, I feel like, a healthy, like, the, the vibe when you know that's how they feel about you, why the why the fuck should you care? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you know you know what I'm saying? You know we were talking about years ago when people used to complain about like um um when publishers used to bitch and complain like well when you buy games off of GameStop you know you, we don't get the the developers don't get the money and, and da, 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 da. but like at this point it's like well why the fuck should I buy something off of you if you're not gonna give me a full product or if you're gonna give me a substandard yeah. product I'd rather wait. And buy that thing for fifteen dollars off of someone else or off of a GameStop, or wait for than, a yeah. complete edition <laughs> exactly. that will be like ten dollars cheaper than if I buy it for sixty, I'll get it for fifty. Yeah, exactly. It's just it's a shitty. It's it's you know, and it's it's always hilarious when I hear the publishers talk about how like, well, you know, the rising cost of, of games and like it makes it seem like they're going to the poorhouse. But I'm like, no, you just need to change your 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 mentality. Yeah. But you know what, like, I, I'm saying this, but, like, every year it's the same thing. Like, I always say it every year. And it gets worse. And Unfortunately, it feels like it gets worse and worse. Like, the things, the levels they'll stoop to, you know, in this. Yeah. And it's just, you know, it's pretty shitty. But, yeah, that's 
that's where most of my disappointment lies. And I feel like that's a big part of the reason why I'm having that off. Like, this isn't offered to me. Like, nothing really surprised me and made me really ex- overtly excited, like, about the year in gaming. Yeah. But, you know, as, as like, every year, there's always a bunch of shit that, that bums me out. Mm-hmm. And, unfortunately, that's, that's the stuff that I see more of, I feel like, nowadays. It's just, yeah, it's crappy. I don't know, just say, yeah, this is off year. I was more just disappointed in, uh, yeah, a lot of the shit he says is disappointing, but, like, not, not that many great games this year. I feel like there's some good ones here and there, but mm-hmm. they're, like, not as much as, like, if you had, like, the previous years. I think that's my more more of a bigger disappointment. I'm disappointed that uh, a lot of people like the show Friends, too. <laughs> By you, Jesse? I'm disappointed that I like Friends. <laughs> I had no choice. What about you, Jesse? With disappointments, bitch. <laughs> Kingdom Hearts 3 sucked ass. <laughs> I mean, why were you... you ex- why did you, you really it? expect it to be good, though? I, w- I was expecting, like, okay, there's this so yeah, much... I'm disappointed in Jesse so many- this year because he thought it was going to be a good game. No, 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 no. I'm no, disappointed no, no, no. Just because if he bought a bunch back, of games that we, we know were gonna suck, and he still bought them like which Shenmue ones? three. Which ones? Fallout four. That wasn't this year. Fallout four didn't come out. Shenmue three. Um, the Kingdom Hearts three. Kingdom Hearts three. Parts. What else did you? Do? Some uh, fucking various forms of Final Fantasy that you bought this year. Don't lie. We know you bought something of Final Fantasy this year. I bought a lot of Final Fantasy. Yeah, this yeah, year. we know. I even got a Japanese import of Final Fantasy X-10-2 that was from Japan that had both games on the cartridge because the American version only had 10 in the cartridge. And the one with all girl cast? Or the yeah. All girl. Oh, yeah. Don't even get me started on that. It was that. good. <laughs> Kingdom Hearts 3 was something that people were looking forward to because it was such a huge gap from 2 to 3 and then yeah, it had all those... I mean, this is like the Crackdown 3 of fucking... No, yeah. I 100% agree. I, I, you know, um, it was never a good. The difference is never like, good games. The difference is Microsoft actually finally looked at it as like, why are we spending so much money on this bullshit? <laughs> and then they just half-assed it, which was fine. But no, I no. think the same thing happened with Square Enix. This is like we half-assed it and we just put it out because people they were going to buy a it. shitload of money on this thing. You know, no, like, I know. you're going to pay for it anyway. That's the same. Yeah, and Jesse did. I agree. Uh, I didn't. That's you Jesse did. No fuck no. Why the fuck would I do that? I love Disney characters, but fuck that. That's what Disney Plus is for. Yeah, I need no stupid. Wait a Final minute, a few game. like I, there's a few episodes where you talked about playing Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, and he talked shit about it. <laughs> it was very fucking no, frustrating. No, I got, no, no, no. I got to the point. Like we started wait, playing that shit. Wait, 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 wait. The at fucking first at first, there was some hope, yeah. and then like the next episode, you're like, "Fuck, man, I didn't think yeah. it was gonna be yeah. this way." Yeah. Then I got to the fucking uh, the, and we the Ursula fucking boss fight. We agreed. and I was like, "Oh, this game is not fucking aged well at all." <laughs> we that agreed Ursula. that one does not um, age well. There is two really actually. What, what? Two, two, two is just like two improved. Okay, with improved, two, I mean, it two did. improved over one, but then just became super linear. But Again, that first fucking four to, hours of the game of two is still enough to be like, "What the fuck I'm is this bullshit?" I'm not trying to defend Kingdom Hearts. I'm <coughs> trying to say oh, like, I feel like everything. Is. She's mad at you because of that. <laughs> See, even my dog's pissed off at you. <laughs> everything from one all the way to three and everything in between, where Kingdom Hearts could have gone really well, it just... Dude, it, like, three is such a disappointment as in... 
Oh, she's mad. Yeah, stop talking about it, dude. (laughs) What the hell? I never heard of that. (laughs) Kingdom Hearts. Kingdom Hearts. (laughs) You're getting louder. You're just, you're really, you need to stop. You're making her really mad. Does she want space or what? She's as mad as I am. (laughs) Oh, shit. my dog she feels my pain that's why but let me continue <laughs> with three I felt like probably the be- nicest looking in the series control wise an improvement but I feel it wasn't an improvement enough and it was just do you feel like it would have been a better game on the PS3 like if it were really the, the story the story is so convoluted and Ugh. it would have been more forgivable on three you get yeah. what I'm saying? It yeah, would have yeah, been forgi- yeah. it, w- it would have been forgiven if it came out on PS3. There's people that liked it. That's fine. Uh, story-wise, I think Kingdom Hearts as a whole is just everywhere. Um, yeah, man. No, I just I just did not have a good time. There's moments where I'm like, man, this is really cool, as in visually. And there's moments like this. There's some fun in it, but I think the beginning of it is like promising, and then nothing else throughout it. And then like two of them, I want to say it was the Tangled and Frozen ones are just a retell of that movie, but Sora's in it with Donald and Goofy. And then it's just like, I just beat it because I was like, you know what? I bought it. I might as well just finish it and just see how I feel. And for me, it was just like, I don't care. I really don't care. I'm just like, a lot of it was just like, man, I just, their their story's just so shit. (laughs) Like and if you dig it, like with anything, if you if you enjoy the Kingdom Hearts series, that's awesome. There's still a part of me that just like remembers that first time playing the first Kingdom Hearts and how unique and and cool it was for the time. Is it you because know? of the Disney characters? You think that's where like, oh, this is awesome. This. For me, it was like a mix of that, but also Final Fantasy. But now they don't even put any Final Fantasy characters in them anymore. Uh-huh. It's all just the Disney stuff. If anything's unique, it's Sora and that in the Kingdom Hearts world in itself. I was I wanted to be surprised. I wanted to I wanted to like maybe maybe it is gonna it's gonna it's gonna change and, and it'll actually be good and I'll be like, Alright, you know it wasn't the best, but man, when they did this it was fantastic. There is not a single moment in, in yeah. Kingdom Hearts like that. Did you beat it? Did you force yourself to beat it? Yeah. yeah. You did. Okay. I forced myself. <laughs> like creatively you know, they're bankrupt creatively th- they're bankrupt. They just don't know what to fucking do. I think you just have to like look, man, just have a simple story. Well, and I'm sure just Disney has their input where they're just like, we don't want yeah, you to wonder, do this. I we want you to much. just just do the story. Yeah, like the thing. We don't want the Frozen do. girls to have big titties. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's. It, it, it's cool to see Sora. It's like he's he's a character in itself to where it's like, oh, that's Sora. Oh, that's cool. And there's Donald and Goofy. You know, there's these characters, but there's only so many times you can be like, oh, it's this. You know, because everyone freaks out like, "Oh shit, Toy Story's in this one!" Like, now it's 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 just, "Oh, is this on there? Oh my god, Tron's in it!" You know, like it's the excitement. But when it comes out, it's like, oh, "Okay, Tron's where's that it. moment where it's like, oh. I'm gonna ride the bikes like an Ultron?" You know, it's it's not about Kingdom Hearts. I feel for a lot of people, it is about the story. But for me, it's just like, what can I do in the Frozen world? What can I do in the Toy Story world? 
What can I do in the Big Hero 6 world? And the Big Hero 6 world, I want to say, is the only one where I was like actually having a good time. And I felt like, man, is this an actual open world? And it isn't really, but there's moments where I'm like, this is actually pretty cool. I would have just liked an, a, a Big Hero 6 game, you know? But there's other things in it that I was like, this is pretty neat. But yeah, that, that, yeah. that was a huge disappointment. Like, for, for me, it was just... You know, like, how you describe it, it, it like, makes me feel like it's some similarities to uh, Super Mario Odyssey. Like, how you go to different worlds, there's different things, different yeah. aspects. You can do different stuff in the world. Mm-hmm. It's kind of what it reminded me of, but a way better version. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, actually, you know, I never really thought about it that way, but, you know, Odyssey or even Galaxy, where you're going to different things and it's, it's a different setup. Yeah, just Kingdom Hearts just... I think for people, it's about, oh, maybe when I was a kid, Kingdom Hearts was my first game. You know, I like this because Mickey was in it, you know? Yeah. Um, I like Butterfingers yeah. because Bart Simpson's... Uh. There you go. It's a butter... It's the Butterfinger of video games. <laughs> it's only good because it's... A, you've come... You've made me realize the only... No, 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 Real quick, real quick for everyone listening. Beto... Always gets weirded out, or not weirded, no, weirded out. out. Just, just it's kind of like why are you like it, yeah. why why are you like Butterfingers? Because I've never like, thought it was good. Yeah, and he's like, I'm like, because it's good. He's like, no, it's not. And he actually made me realize I think I only liked it because of the Simpsons. Because <laughs> Butterfingers, because Bart said nobody lay a finger on my Butterfinger, and as a kid, I'm like, yeah, no one's gonna lay a finger on my Butterfinger. But nobody better lay a lay a finger on my butt or finger. <laughs> Um, Your buttered thing, <laughs> my buttered butthole. But yeah, it, it's it's yeah. And then he made me realize that, like, yeah, I don't think I really do like butterfinger. <laughs> it just gets stuck in your teeth, and it's not that good. A lot of stuff gets stuck on your teeth, but not as much as butterfinger. Yeah, that's true. Like laffy taffy, it's the inside's okay. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> the inside of a laffy taffy, or sorry, abzaba. I abzaba, my only friend. Uh. Also, another disappointment is I'm so tired and it keeps going over and over. Fucking loot boxes. I'm tired oh, of that. Microtransactions. It just seems to get worse and worse and worse. But what's even more annoying like the is the business that side of shit sucks. More people, they're starting to fight back, whether it's laws or governments or whatever, saying that loot boxes are, you know, gambling, you know, gambling are ga- a form of gambling. Then you're seeing it like. The blatant use in that NBA 2K20 commercial of those guys like... Did you ever see that commercial or that trailer? Of the dudes playing the, the, the my team mode and doing the roulette wheel and stuff what? like casino. And they're like, yeah, 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 you know, and Oh, I, wow. I would see... Yeah, it was horrible. And I would see people like... Was this this like, year's? Yeah. What the fuck? And I would see people at stores. If I'm going to go get a game, I'd see them go like, oh, I'm getting 2K20. Where's the $40... Uh, 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 PlayStation card or any $40. They're already buying the currency. So they didn't buy a $60 game. They bought a $100 game. Fuck that. Because they're spending $40 on that. You know? People could do whatever they want with their money. It's their money. I'm just saying. But when you're like advertising, like swaying their fucking. Dude, I'll show you that video. You'll get pissed. That's fucked up. It's fucking. Yeah, it's horrible. But yeah, I think that for me, those are the disappointments this year. Kingdom Hearts and fucking microtransactions, <laughs> loot boxes, man. Dude, if you like, if you like Kingdom Hearts, that's cool, man. Like as, for me, it's just fuck. That was <laughs> yeah, such man. A like if you like Kingdom Hearts, man, that's cool, man. But fuck you, okay? <laughs> <laughs> no, like I, I, 
sometimes it's it's the it's the blind devotion to something, you know. And, and yeah, there's a lot of that. Like uh, people just love stuff because of how it was, you know. Like there's games like Final Fantasy that people still love. <laughs> Dude, I've, I I hated 15. I told you that. Yeah. I have an old. I have a whole. No, but there's still those people that are a, like. Oh, it's great. We have a whole episode where I fucking cry about that bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> five, I remember that. No, five no, no, years no. from now, Jesse will be on his third fucking purchase of oh, Final Fantasy 15. I mean, he's just like, whoa, whoa I'll that's never a, buy 15. It's a fucking. I'll it's never a fucking buy Super special fucking. Dick recreated it, but with eight bit graphics, it's fucking cool. <laughs> oh, it's a remake. It's for the fucking <laughs> the Nintendo Classic. I'm gonna buy it. It's on eShop. They already did a remake of 15. Did they really? Yeah, oh, the chibi one, right? I heard yeah, it was actually yeah. better. Because <laughs> it it really? it's shorter and it's fucking... You know, oh, really? It's no, I think it was the same length as the regular game. No, it no. was shorter. They, was definitely, they, they streamlined it. You yeah. sure? Yeah, I'm sure. They streamlined it. Okay. I don't know. I didn't play it because it's a fucking piece of shit. <laughs> Maybe no. you like that one. No, I, I remember it. Like don't you remember that episode where I talked about it and I was like crying? Yeah. I, swear, I still remember Joe's reaction like, oh shit, this guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah. He's still gonna buy like three copies of it. No, ten years. I'll buy twenty copies of seven before. Ten years from now, you're gonna buy that. (laughs) Fuck you! I'm not gonna. The Japanese version of fifteen was so much better. I bought that. No, and there's time for you. Would you play? I'm just saying. If you could only play one, which one would you play? Thirteen or fifteen? That's not fair. (laughs) (laughs) But no, I actually beat. I actually beat fifteen though. So you'd play fifteen? I did. So he'll play. He'll buy like two copies of it then. Two more copies of it down the line. 13 was horrible, too. Final Fantasy hasn't been good. And shut your mouth, Bethel. Ever? Past. Oh, okay. Well, you stopped talking, so I was like, past I assumed 12. ever. Past 12. Past 12. Shut I hear, up. I hear good things about 14. I mean, it's in its own. That's it's, it online. It's its own thing. Yeah. A lot of people like that. I can't I can't do those subscription things. Yeah. I, but I've heard it's thing. really good, though. I've heard it's very, very good. Okay, Dan. Is that still going on? Yeah. Yeah. How much does it cost? I think it's like 15 bucks a month. Yeah, it's, it's pricey. Yeah, fuck that. That's I played the free trial on PS4, and I remember being like, oh, this is actually really fucking cool, but that monthly charge? Nope. Oh, yeah. That monthly charges always stop me. I'm not, I'm not, it, when it comes to certain things like that, like, yeah, I, like I, with just one specific charges, game. Yeah, I'm that, like, dude. no, I don't, I don't fall for those. Not, not that you're falling for anything, but it's just, yeah, those aren't my thing. Yeah. But yeah, surprises and disappointments of 2019. Anything else that comes to mind? Either a surprise or a disappointment for you two, uh, gentlemen. Do you okay? I'll throw one out at you. Do you are were you guys? Was it a surprise or disappointment for Pokemon Detective Pikachu? The movie? Yeah, I still haven't seen it. Yet. No, really? Oh, you haven't? Yeah, I haven't seen it. Yet. I'll let you borrow it. I have. Um, it. Wait, do you have a 4K Blu-ray player or no? Mm, no, I don't. I think that one came with a Blu-ray, so I'll let you borrow that. To me, that was a surprise. I liked it. Yeah, I liked it a lot. It wasn't the best thing ever. Yeah. I mean, I mm-hmm. guess you could say it's the best video game movie. Yeah. But like, I mean, it could have been shit. Yeah. But it was good. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah. I got one. Surprise or disappointment? The delay of the Sonic the Hedgehog oh. movie... Or a surprise because a good uh, redone of uh, Sonic. Neither. Really? I don't care. You don't care? Uh-uh. Joe? Yeah, me neither. No? 
We talked about it last week. Yeah, we talked about it another game. We both talked about it. No, but he, we, you talked. I mentioned it before. Like, did you you, you asked him about but, like, the. We didn't ask the new look, though. Did we? Yeah, you did. Oh, yeah, we did. Sorry, my bad. So you played Shenmue more. What's what's your take on it? Is it a disappointment or a surprise? Did you finish Shenmue? We'll talk, we'll talk about it. When? Oh, you don't want to talk about it right now? <laughs> you say it like it's a bad thing. It's my game of the year, bro. No. <laughs> God. No. Wait, did you start Shenmue 3? No. Oh, okay. I got to finish 2. Oh, really? Still driving the forklifts? Huh? Still driving no, the forklifts? No, that was in 1. <laughs> oh, that <yeah>. was in 1. <laughs> Yo, welcome everybody to a little something special. We were recording this episode, and then what happens? Sony announces a state of play for Tuesday morning. And not only that, Nintendo announces a Nintendo's indie live show live case thing. Next best thing is to uh, for us to talk about it. You know, like it, it, it's happening a day before the podcast release. We don't want to talk about it a week later. So like we did with the last state of play, you're going to hear our thoughts on it now. Uh, if the guys can send me theirs in time for the show to go up, then you're going to hear their thoughts. If not, then it's just me. So let's get it going. State of Play starts off. They announce, you can kind of tell off the bat, the uh, Untitled Goose Game is coming to the PlayStation 4 on December 17th. Now, the first thing you see is like a sandwich. And right away, I was like, Untitled Goose Game. Like, you could just tell. And that was on the Nintendo Switch and became, like, this huge thing. A ton of people liked it. So it's cool to see it on the on the PlayStation 4. Uh, after that, I think I heard that uh, it's coming to the Xbox as well for their Game Pass. So that's a pretty cool one. Uh, another game they ended up showing was this game called Spellbreak, which is a Battle Royale game coming next year. Uh, there should be a closed beta around spring in 2020. Uh... So, yeah, it's like Battle Royale, but using spells and... I mean, it looked... It looked okay. Like, it's a different take on, on certain things. Like, and you know, everyone's used to Battle Royale either being, like, shooting or Tetris. So now, magic. That's cool. I don't know if I'd jump into it. I mean, like, there was nothing about it that made me go, Ooh, I gotta try that, you know? Next was Dreams is officially launching because you can get the beta stuff now for dreams that's officially launching on february 14th valentine's day next year 2020 the official dreams game so that's cool i've seen stuff people have been making in dreams and it seems pretty neat another one i remember i remember seeing this a while ago uh super liminal coming to ps4 so that looks crazy because it's like you you kind of it seems like a um, well first person kind of like puzzle solving game where it looks like, oh, OK, there's a, you know, drawing or a painting on the wall that looks like, a, you know, a pair of dice. Then when you move a certain certain way, it's like the dice actually comes to life or, you know, force perspective like, oh, you're holding a, a Coke can in the air and it looks like it's a it's in the air. And then when you let go of it, it's a giant Coke can that comes down. I don't know. It's it's it seems kind of um, kind of takes a nice little like turn in reality and, and and physics and I don't know. To to me, it looked pretty dope. 
Uh, PSVR game. I think this is like the only PSVR game they talked about. Paper Beast. Um, it just seemed like you were walking around with these like paper animals and you can kind of grab them on leashes or help them walk up like slippery slopes. It didn't really give much, but it seemed like an exploration type of VR experience. Um, you know, it's coming the first quarter of 2020, so we'll see. Now, you guys heard me in this episode complain about Kingdom Hearts 3. Hey, guess what? If you like Kingdom Hearts 3, Kingdom Hearts 3 Remind DLC is coming next year. Guess what? You get to pay 30 extra bucks. Or 40 if you want concert video footage. It's DLC. And they show Final Fantasy characters in this trailer. And I'm like, we're really in the fucking game. I don't know. You know how I feel about Kingdom Hearts 3. $30 to get more of the story if they didn't have enough. I don't know. There's just like some sort of thing with Square right now about like they don't give you the full story and then they make you pay for the rest. So if you bought it when it was $60, you are a fool. And if you bought it during Black Friday when it was like 15 bucks, I mean, you wasted 15 bucks, but you didn't pay 60 so you're the smarter one. Predator Hunting Grounds is out April 24th. Now, we all know what Predator is, based on the movie, of course. This game, if it's done well, it could be really cool. You know, like all of us, we're all fans of dead by daylight and if it has even an ounce of what makes that really fun like this could be really cool i wonder if it's going to have a good balance between like gunplay and 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 the hunting and then like how overpowered is the predator and you don't want him too underpowered because then people are just gonna kill him but you know uh, is it gonna be fun i don't know we'll see uh, Babylon's Fall was the next game by Platinum and Square Enix. And right off the bat, when you see something that says, like, Platinum Games, you're like, ooh, Platinum, you know. Platinum's, it's a good company. I like them. This game doesn't look bad, but I was just kind of like, okay, where you have other games like Bayonetta, Astral Chain, you know, all of them have, like, a flair, kind of like a style, you know, all that stuff. This one looks nice. I'm not saying Babylon's Fall doesn't look nice at all. I'm just saying, I was like, oh, okay. It looks like you have these other swords around you. So that'll be your second base attack kind of, you know, control. Then it, then right away I started thinking, is it is it kind of going to play like Astral Chain? But not where you have that, that connection with the creature. It'll just be the weapons. So it'll kind of play similar. I don't know why that hit me watching it but you know hey you know there's gonna be more info it says next summer which i, f- I find kind of weird like more info next summer um and it's like okay well, then that means it's probably not coming out soon probably like later in the year but i don't know uh i mean it's platinum the more they're, they're probably they're probably holding a lot of stuff back so we'll probably see more of that that platinum you know like story weird crazy storyline style stuff they do um but i mean it looks cool i love their combat in their game so yeah so this was awesome so they were like oh we were let's talk about uh, resident evil project resistance 
And let's talk about the story campaign. And I was thinking, oh, what? There's going to be a campaign in that Resident Evil Resistance game? You know, the one that seems like Dead by Daylight, but, you know, a little bit different and a little bit more claustrophobic. And that's what Bethel was saying, which when we're looking at the footage, it does look very claustrophobic. But um, so, yeah, it, it it's it starts off. And I'm like, oh, that's going to have a campaign. And already, if you know, if you if you listen to the show or, or follow video games last week, it was leaked that Resident Evil 3 remakes. It got leaked the week before. I was I, I was expecting to see it in state of play, but I'm like, OK, they're going to talk about Project Resistance, its campaign. Then we're going to jump into Resident Evil 3 and then they start showing it. Oh, Resident Evil 3 is the main game and Project Resistance is the multiplayer. That is awesome. That's cool because you're not going to have to look whether it was planned, whatever. The reception to Project Resistance was kind of mm, people were just like, mm, whatever. And even I was thinking, what, $30 for that game? I still don't think it would do good. Maybe. I mean, for me, I was just like, I see the spark of what could be great. But it could it could be a piece of shit. You know, you never know. But it's official. Resident Evil 3 Remake is happening. Looks great. I'm stoked. Coming out April 3rd, 2020. It's not that far away. That's four months away. We're getting another Resident Evil. In the next four months. I mean, a remake of Resident Evil 3. But, I mean, like, that that's crazy. So, yeah. You know, Re- Resident Evil Resistance is a part of it um i think it looks great i'm completely on board they're doing another collector's edition which i'm a fool and i'm gonna buy it because that's what i do i love resident evil and yeah resident evil 3 jill's back awesome i I think it looks great uh uh i'm stoked you know, it would have been cool if it didn't get spoiled last week. It would have been this would have been a huge surprise. But since everyone was waiting for like, OK, we know Resident Evil 3 remakes coming. Show it to us. Like, just imagine if no one knew everyone would be freaking out right now. Like, don't get me wrong. Everyone's still freaking out. They freaked out last week. They were excited. But like it would have hit harder because you would have been like, oh, a campaign. And then how they how they set it up was perfect because it was like. Oh, okay. So this Project Resistance campaign is going to take place during Resident Evil 2. And then, boom, it would have been Jill. And you would have been like, oh, my God, Resident Evil 3, we're back. But anyway, still excited that it's going to come out. Stoked. Uh, the creator of PlayStation, Ken Kuduragi, was on stream. And just talking about the, the 25th anniversary of uh, PlayStation. And, like, thank you and all that stuff. So that was cool. Uh, next thing. They showed Ghost of Tsushima. But... There's going to be more at the Game Awards this week. So you're going to hear our thoughts on whatever they announce on Ghost of Tsushima coming out. Well, our episode won't be till next Wednesday, but you'll hear more thoughts of Ghost of Tsushima. So this state of play, that was pretty much it. And I have to say this is every state of play keeps getting better and better. Personally, to me, <clears throat> I don't know how everyone else feels. I, I think... State of plays, how Sony's doing it, it's not as good as Nintendo. I don't think they have that much as Nintendo, but with what they did in this newest one, I liked it. I enjoyed it. I thought it was good, great. It, I mean, people would have been losing their minds if we didn't know about Resident Evil already. But, you know, hey, man, it is what it is, and I didn't hate it. It's cool to find out about stuff for next year. So, cool. It was a nice 20 minutes. Then... 
Nintendo decided to like, hey, you know what? We're going we're gonna to do Nintendo's Indie World, okay? We're going to do it on the same day at 10 o'clock in the morning. Let's go, okay. Go ahead, Nintendo. They start off, and the game you see is like, oh, it's, it's Golf Story. You know, they're doing a sequel. You're, I mean, you're thinking, oh, Golf Story, you know, 2. Is this is what they're going to do. And then you see it's golf. And then the next thing it's like, oh, it's not golf. It's it's baseball. It's soccer. Or no, it's tennis. Then soccer. I think there was like baseball. And then you find out it's sports story. So this is pretty cool. I never played golf story. Golf story was just kind of like a golf game. But like mixed with RPG elements, it seemed like. It was always one I wanted to try out. I just never got around to it. <clears throat> so that's they said that's going to be available like mid-2020. So that, that's cool. Um, kind of want to jump on the old golf story just to see how that was and, and check out this sports story if it's any good. But yeah, after that, Streets of Rage 4 out the first half of 2020. Still not an official date. This game, every time they're showing more of Streets of Rage, it keeps looking better and better. I It just, to me, it looks really cool. So they showed the fourth character. Dude looks badass. Badass, dude. Um, But yeah, it looks good. I like the animation. Um, you know, some people didn't, didn't really like how it looked, but to me, I think like it's stylized. It kind of keeps like, it has this flavor of like, not really, but like nineties aesthetic in a way. Uh, but keeping that old type of, how the, I don't know. It's hard to explain, but I, like, I think streets of rage looks, <clears throat> I think streets of rage four looks good. Now the real, you know, the real thing that's like, Oh, is this going to be better than the Streets of Rage 2? Because honestly, I think Streets of Rage 2, as time has gone on, because I finally played it. I only ever played the first one as a kid. 2 is is awesome. Like, it is probably one of the best beat-em-ups. Old school beat-em-ups, I don't think anything has surpassed it. Personally, in my eyes. Like, River City Girls is a freaking close second. I love that game, you know, but damn. One time me and Bethel streamed Streets of Rage 2 when we got the Sega Genesis Mini. And we didn't want to stop. We just kept going. And Bethel, when it comes to, like, beat-em-ups, he's very, like, 10, 15, maybe 20 minutes. And, yeah, I'm done, you know? But he, I was waiting for him to say, hey, let's play another game. No, I had to end it. I had to end that stream. Just because how good Streets of Rage 2 is. Now, is, is 4 going to be good? As good as two, it's a possible, but I mean, probably better than three. Anyway, uh, next game uh, they showed was a game called Gleamlight. It's out in early 2020. It looked uh, like your typical Metroidvania exploration, but I guess one of the key hooks to this game is like there's no HUD. Like character progression is what is like. You're kind of going to be told how to get to places due to your actions is what I understood from that. But there, there was a cool thing that they were doing in this Nindies. They were having the, the creators of the games introducing their game. Like meaning like, hey, we're from so-and-so studio. Check out this game or blah, blah, blah. And they'll say something real quick and then play the trailer. I thought that was cool. I thought that's, that's a cool take on having... The people who work on this game present their game. So, 
that that's neat. Um, next one was Bacon Switch. That's out summer 2020. Um, it looks like a battle kind of battle royale baking cooking. So I I don't again I without playing it don't really know. Um, I would say maybe Overcooked mixed with like some battle gameplay. I don't know. It, it looked neat. That's uh, available around summertime in 2020. Um, again, it, it was continuing its introduction with the studios and the people working on it. So I thought that was really cool. I, I think having them, um, talk about their game before showing the trailer is an interesting take. So next game, Super Smash out May 2020, a game that makes games. So the premise of this is you're going to have different types of genre, rather genres, whether it's like Japanese RPGs, action adventure games, shooter, you know, and then you pick the two and it randomly generates, I guess, a game to fit those two game styles and you can play it. That's a pretty neat concept. If it gives you a ton of unique games, uh, unique things, uh, that's pretty interesting. So that's pretty much the Talos Principle Deluxe Edition. It's out on Switch today. I think that was a puzzle game. I honestly, I, I won't lie, everyone. I think I fell asleep. Okay, and we'll, we'll, we'll get to why I fell asleep. Oh, shit, this next one, I don't even remember either. Sail Forth out in 2020. I was probably asleep for a while. Uh, next one, Dauntless out on Switch today. That looks like basically Monster Hunter because you're hunting monsters and then putting on, you know, when you hunt them and get their parts, you can make outfits out of them like Monster Hunter. So it's taking that and it looks like it's a free to play game that you can download and play now. Uh, Hey, you know, it's not a Monster Hunter game. It's something someone else is doing. So maybe they can kind of change up some stuff like it might be unique in its own game. I don't know. I mean, I like Monster Hunter. Dauntless. I mean, being a free-to-play game, it's not bad. Right away, I was just like, is this Monster Hunter? I'm like, oh, yeah, they kind of did the Monster Hunter thing. Are they ripping them off? I mean, they're taking the idea, but... Dauntless. Uh, next game, Murder by Numbers. Out early 2020, a detective P-Cross game. So it's a P-Cross game and detective. I know the the composer for the phoenix wright games is making music for this game that's what they said on the stream so that's around that's like early 2020 for that one it looked interesting it looked like phoenix wright but p cross that's interesting another one too this is what's weird is like i don't know if this is indie but they're porting odd world stranger's wrath uh to the switch uh it's coming out january 2020 and odd world stranger's wrath was like a first person shooter but you were using bugs in the odd world universe or not like world odd world world it's odd world um is that indie you know what i mean like is that an indie game isn't it more of like a port or are they an indie studio now so does that make their games that were i don't know and that's where i'm confused hey whatever i never you know what i own stranger's wrath like on so many different versions of downloads, like free versions I got. And I never played more than probably 30 minutes. Not for any reason. I just, you know, you just have those games where you're like, 
oh, it's out this, you know, I never played it, I'm going to play it. And it's just like, oh, okay, and you leave it, and then there's another version ported to something else, and you're like, oh, I'm going to play that one, and it's more convenient, and you just never get around to it. That's this game for me. Skatebird is out late 2020, a skateboarding game with birds. All I got to say is it's probably going to be better than Tony Hawk 5. Looks cool. I want to try it. Liberated out 2020 forgot what that game kind of was so we will skip that i think i might have been falling asleep at that time boyfriend dungeon out on switch in 2020 it's what you think boyfriends in dungeons was still sleeping that time dreamscapers out early 2020 another one i fell asleep on. <laughs> survivalists um yeah it looks like a survival game in an island yeah, and then they announced uh, Axiom Burge 2 coming out fall 2020. Everything they had on the Nintendo Indies World. And uh, it was cool, you know? Like, it's nice that Nintendo has their own showcase because a lot of developers, a lot of indie creators are seeing a lot of success on the nintendo switch and i think switch being a portable and a home console having everything all in one helps out so having one of these is really cool you know you get you you see things that you'd probably not really notice if it was just like on a website like on ign or kotaku it's like oh check out this and you just scroll right past it because you're just like where's the call of duty modern warfare news so Nintendo doing this type of stuff, I think is really cool. Um, but yeah, not, not a bad in Indies. I mean, like, how can you have a bad? I mean, you could have a bad one, but yeah. But yeah, that's a state of play and indie world. Two things that happened. So yeah, that's what I thought. That's what was going on. So if the guys... Have the time today to also share their opinions. You're going to hear it right now. Rise from your grave. Hi. How's it going? This is Bethel. Um, today we have a fun show. I'm going to be talking about the Nintendo... Nintendo... What the fuck is it called? Nindies? It should be called Nintendies. Nintendies nuts. Um, yeah, let's get it going. Let's try Sports Story. Um, Sports Story was announced as a sequel to Golf Story. I never played it. I bought it. I still haven't got got around to playing it. But this looks fun. Just like they're incorporating more sports into it. So it seems like a, a cool follow-up to it. Um, I don't know. I'm hoping, I'm hoping it's good. I want to... I want to start playing. Oh, there's so many games that I gotta play, but that's one of them that I that I really want to get get into playing it because I hear a lot of good things about it. Um, yeah, so that's shit. Hey, okay. I thought I thought it stopped recording for a bit, like last time, but no, we're good. Streets of Street, uh, Streets of Rage Four. Uh, it looks cool. I mean, uh, I'm interested in it. Like the style of it looks. Looks okay. I mean, it doesn't look great, but there's a one of the bad guys on there that fights with his hands in his pockets. I was like, that's fucking dope. It reminds me of uh, Orange Cassidy's a wrestler for AEW. 
on I think it's TNT TBS TBS yeah but yeah he he wrestles with his hands in his pockets so that's pretty cool I like I I just saw that and it just like it made me more interested in it just because of that um bacon switch uh it's a was it a party game but I I have no idea what this is about it I really I I'm not really too much into this these types of uh these types of games because I I don't have a lot of friends to play them with, you know? So, uh, it's, sorry, that was my computer. It's, um, yeah, it looks all right. I mean, the guy that presented it, uh, he ate cake. There was a fork on his, on his plate, but he decided to get the cake with his bare hands, like a, like a fucking Neanderthal. Uh, so that automatically makes it a bad game. He, because he ate, uh, cake with the with his hands instead of the fork that was provided to him all right uh super smash uh it's i this game is it's it seems cool but i don't think it would deliver like the way that they're um they're uh like proposing i guess like uh it's just a mix. You can mix a bunch of different types of genres of games to make your own game. And uh, I just thought I want to make like the most boring game ever, like a stealth game with with like J- JRPG, uh, a mixture of both of those. See how how shitty that would be. Um, I like stealth games. Um, I'm not too big on uh, Japanese RPGs. I like, uh, but I think those two would would mix to make the most boring game ever so that's why i i want to try that out see what happens uh then the announced the talos principle this game it always looked really cool to me it, it reminds me of the witness from uh, a few years ago uh just a bunch of different a world of just different types of puzzles in them and i enjoy these types of uh, puzzle games but they i get really frustrated with them sometimes because I can't figure out some of the the puzzles, and I just stop playing it because I get so frustrated. But I, I'm looking forward to this because I've always wanted to play it. it was, I think it's only been on PC. I'm not sure what else it was on. But that game looks cool. It's it's um interesting. Uh, Dauntless. They announced Dauntless. It just looks like a free to play Monster Hunter. I don't don't really know much else of it. I just that's what it looked like to me. Uh, Murder by Numbers. I want to try this because it's such a weird story. It's a, just a '90s TV show murder mystery, and uh, I want to try that out. Just depending on reviews, I want to see how it is because it just it's it seems so weird. They also announced Oddworld Strangers Wrath. I've never played any of the Oddworld games. I don't know. They just didn't really. I want to say they were on the Sega Saturn first, and I never had a Sega Saturn, and then uh. They always look cool as a kid, but as I grew as I grew older, it just kind of didn't really interest me. And now I just like really I really don't see any point in playing an Odd World game. It just doesn't really it doesn't really interest me anymore. But then they announced Skatebird coming to the Switch. This game is my shit. Uh, I saw a trailer for this game earlier this year during E three. Um, and uh, it looks like just like really silly. It's a bird skateboarding. Tony Hawk, or even the skate games, more skate, EA skate type of skateboarding, but with birds. And uh, 
it's kind of adorable. And uh, the more ski- skateboarding games, the better, because I love them. And then uh, they announced a couple of games that, like, so it's a uh, Liberated, uh, Boyfriend Dungeon, and uh, Dreamscaper? Dreamscaper, I think that's what it's called. And these are games that I, I just feel like I'll never play. They just don't really interest me at all much, all that much. Um, I feel like there's now on the Switch there are so many indie games that it's starting to feel like uh, how Steam is, where they just throw a bunch of shit on there, and you have to sh- you have to like sift through all that bullshit to find something good. I'm not saying these games are like that, but I feel like there's there's a, a oversaturation of indie games at this point now, so. It's difficult, not difficult to find a game, but it's just like, I don't even know what I'm trying to say here. It's just that it's, it's, there's so much that I just, some of them I just don't have any interest in playing. And then, uh, at the end, they announced, uh, Axiom Verge 2, the, um, an Axiom Verge 2, I never played the first one. It always looked really crazy, like fun, but I never got around to playing it. I wanna, I wanna eventually try it out because it always goes so for super cheap on the, on the PlayStation Network, and um, this one looks like kind of the same, but I can't really say it's the same because I never played the first one, but it just looks similar to it. And that was all for the in Indies, and now on to Sony State of Play. This is pretty cool though that they, they there was an Indies and a state of play in the same day. It would have been dope if it was a direct competing with the state of play. Just to see who 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 whips out their dick and swings it around who's is bigger and stuff. But it wasn't. It was um a state of play. And first off they came out with Untitled Goose Game. I I kind of I thought this game was already on all platforms, but I guess it was just on the Nintendo and I think on the PC. But now a lot more people can enjoy enjoy it and see what all the hype was about. Because when that game came out, it was there was a lot of people um, talking about it all over the internet on Reddit and all that stuff. But it looks cool. I mean, it's a silly game. It looks fun. Uh, Spellbreak. They um, I don't know who made that. I forget. I forget the makers. But this just seems like a another battle royale type of uh, multiplayer game with like spells, magic, chains, and bats. Todd McFarlane explores new grounds. And then February February fourteenth <laughs> February fourteenth Dreams finally gets uh, a release date. February fourteenth. Uh, this is I'm pretty excited for this game. I've seen in this game for so many years people talk about it they make some crazy stuff on it i'm more excited to see what like crazy people what crazy shit people do with it because i've seen i've already seen some stuff that looks really 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 insane but i look forward to seeing what what uh what people do once it comes out to the to the public um super liminal this game i'm really interested in I don't know exactly what it's about, but they use a like, perspective to make objects smaller and larger by like lifting them up or below you. Like if you lift it up, 
it makes it bigger if you lift it if you drop it below you like makes the object smaller it's just weird how they used how they used the um perspective in this game it just uh it's i remember seeing this during e3 also this year and it just really it's been really really interesting check out the trailer if you want to check it out because it's it's it looks really it looks it looks fun it reminds me of um kind of portal 2 how the narrator's like talking to you and stuff or portal 1 even because they're both portal but it reminds me of portal just the way that you're you're being talked to paper paper beast for the vr this game looks like shit i don't i don't know this i understand that's cool that they're still making games for the vr but man this game looks really bad it looks like something that would something really shitty that I would, that I would create in the game dreams. In the game dreams. That's all I have to say, really, because I I wasn't not at all impressed with this. Um, Queefdom Farts Three, the DLC came out for uh, or is coming out like sometime next next year, within like a month or two. Uh, it looks fucking terrible, and it looks very expensive. That is all. And then they showed uh, Predator Hunting Grounds. I thought this was going to be like a team type of multiplayer, like four versus four, like Predators versus humans and stuff. But it's uh, it's an asymmetrical multiplayer, like a Dead by Daylight, but but probably not as good. But it being an asymmetrical multiplayer made me more interested in it, just because like I really I'm. I'm basing it off basing it off of my love for Dead by Daylight. I don't think it'll be anywhere as near as good as that, but I'm hoping it is because those those types of games I'm I want to play more of. Then uh, Platinum Platinum Games announced uh, Bab I wrote Babylons Babylon <laughs> Babylon's Fall. Uh, it looks cool. I mean, I mean they don't really show much. It was really quick quick cuts of the gameplay but I want to see more of it just see kind of how it is but I mean planning games they're all kind of similar so they're and for the most part they're, they're good so I'm, uh, I want to check more out on it later on because I I really don't know what, what it's about and then uh, Capcom they uh, they got a little sneaky on us or on me at least uh they, they announced uh, Resident Evil 3 Remake. I thought it was just going to be like the shitty multiplayer game that they announced earlier this year. But uh, no, it was Resident Evil 3. Um, even though the news came out of the about Capcom working on Resident Evil 3, I, can, I think last week, I still I still kind of fell for it like a dummy. Um, hey, but at least uh, I guess this... The multiplayer game that was announced is gonna be included into this game so that's cool we don't have to pay for that because i wasn't gonna pay for that fuck that that shit sucks it looked it looked terrible but uh i hope it's a, a complete remake of uh of the game not like uh not like the first resident evil but earlier this year resident evil 2 i hope it's more like that i hope it's a uh a game remade from the ground up like that one does um and that comes out in April. That's why I said that because I'm. I feel like it. They might be rushing themselves to to make that. Then, 
for the 25th anniversary of the PlayStation. Ken, Ken Kutaragi, he came out to talk about it. And it was pretty cool seeing him talk talk about um, the 25th anniversary. Um, he's a creator of the PlayStation, I believe. I'm pretty sure. I'm not exactly sure like what what he actually worked on. Whether it was the design or the whole thing, I don't know. But if you want to see how the PlayStation came to be, check out Kuraragi's Way on YouTube. That's just dope. Check it out. That's uh exact telling of what happened uh during Ken Kutaragi's creation of the PlayStation. And then uh finally it happened to me. Um Ghost of Tsushima finally gets a new partial trailer. They showed a little bit of the of the trailer that um I guess the rest of it's going to be shown on Thursday during the Video Game Awards, which is December 12th. So check that out, because this game, they haven't shown much on it for a really long time, I feel like. I don't remember the last time they showed anything on it. I think maybe last year for E3, and then after that, they didn't show anything. Not even, I don't don't, don't think this year they showed uh, not even a little frame of, of Ghost of Tsushima. But uh, I'm hoping it's, this game has a release date. They better have a fucking release date or I will be upset. Not really, but I will be... I'll be annoyed. I'll be like, why? Why, Sucker Punch? Huh? But uh, yeah, that was it for today's um both presentations. Uh, obviously, the uh, Sony had a better presentation just because it's... It's more of Sony's main title games and not it's not indies like uh the N- Nintendo did, but Nintendo had some some good stuff though. Um looking forward to uh to Ghost of Tsushima, the full trailer of it, because that game it's one of the more anticipated games for a lot of people, not just me. And uh, I'm sure Jesse Jesse's been raving about it too. But that was it. Thank you guys for listening. Uh Hope you don't mind me rambling and mumbling and stuttering and sounding like a big old dummy. Thank you guys. Bye. I love you. So yeah, that's going to be it for this week in Third Party Controller Podcast. If you want to send any questions, comments, or concerns, you can send it to us at thirdpartycontrollerpodcast at gmail.com or our Instagram at thirdpartycontrollerpodcast. Remember, it's Third Party Controller Podcast with a three. Thanks for listening. I am your host, Jesse P.S. Lira with... Beto Sparza. And... Jarmers. It may not be as good as everyone else, but we kind of get the job done. Later. Chicken wings.